Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Justice Sobriety, where we talk, share, and spill the tea soberly and anonymously. So I know I haven't posted a podcast episode in a while. Things have been really interesting. Um, Not always, not really in a good way, but a lot's been going on, and I just haven't been able to do this. I just, you know, speaking about some things out loud is just like, you know, it makes things real and it just, it makes it harder. So I just needed some time to be able to just like weigh up my emotions and just kind of deal with things as they happened. And a lot of things kept happening. So, okay. So I don't even know where to begin. Just, just for the update, I don't know where to begin. Um, you know, because this is an anonymous thing, um, I try not to say too many specific things about my life, like whether it's like the people or where I'm at or, you know, like some things slip out here and there, but I really try not to. So it's another reason I've been contemplating sharing because I know it's going to come out a little bit. Um, you know, one thing I've been struggling with a lot it's something unexpected happened first um i'll start with you know things in my area it everything froze we lost power we lost water i was i had to be at a friend's house for a week which you know that wasn't that wasn't a problem like she's a great friend and we were so lucky that she took us in especially because we just bought a snake and had to keep that snake warm but um Two days into that, I get a call from one of my, one of my friends who's also like partial owner of the business I work for, and she told me that um, her her husband, who's like the main who who was like the main owner of the, like the daily operations, um, he passed away due to COVID, unexpectedly. And it, it's just crazy because he didn't have any underlying health issues. He wasn't old. He was like mid 40s. Um, you, know, you know, he wasn't even sick enough to be in the hospital. You know, that he was just supposed to stay home and quarantine and probably take some medicine and be fine. But it's just so sad. His, his teenage son found him in bed. Like, I wouldn't wish that on anyone and those kids are going to be so fucked up now. I hope they can you know learn to grow from it. But who knows, you know. Um So that happened. And then I was having car issues and then I just I don't know if it was part of the grieving process or if it was part of like depression coming in or what I really don't know but it's just like all I could do was eat and sleep I couldn't get out of bed I felt so depressed I felt so emotional I was drained I was stressed out I didn't know what was going to happen with my job thankfully it's secure but at, at the time I wasn't sure like that first day I found out I wasn't sure so I was just like constantly applying for jobs and then I find out it's secure. So I'm just like, oh, well, that's pointless. Like 
I didn't want to go anywhere, but I just, I thought that, um, I thought my job wasn't secure anymore. So, you know, naturally we do what we need to do. But I couldn't focus on work. I couldn't focus on school. All I could do is eat and sleep and cry and repeat. And it was ridiculous, but that's just how things were for about two weeks. And it got to the point where I wanted to drink. I wasn't able to go to meetings because of how the weather was. And then after that, because my car wasn't working, you know, the weather's cleared. My car's fixed now, which I'm grateful for. And I've gone to some meetings. Um, but it was just really fucking hard. And it got to the point where I was even at my parents' house, but I was, like, alone for a few hours. Not even a few hours. Like, an hour at the most. And I just wanted to drink. And I I texted my therapist. And I was like, look, I need an appointment. And things aren't okay. I kind of explained what was going on to her. And she sent me this number for, like, a crisis hotline. And because I wanted to drink so bad. And my parents had alcohol. Which it, was, it wasn't anything strong. But alcohol is still alcohol. And it would have been a relapse. And I would have wanted more. And I would have found a way to get more. I called that crisis hotline and, you know, I knew that there wasn't much they could really do, especially because I wasn't suicidal or anything. Like, there was no reason for them to call anyone about me, you know. Um, And it's funny saying that I wasn't suicidal because to drink is to die, but I didn't want to die. Like, I feel like I have so much to live for, but that temptation, that craving... Like, it was there, but it it doesn't necessarily mean I wanted to hurt myself, although I know what would happen if I did drink. I would end up in the hospital at best. So my sobriety, it's been a rocky thing. I have some really amazing friends and family who who have been extremely supportive, and if you guys are listening, I love you so much. (laughs) I really wouldn't have made it these couple weeks without you guys, um, especially, you know, my fiance, close friends of the program, close family, just you guys, like, fucking saved my life, (laughs) you probably didn't even realize it, um, I wasn't living in the solution, and I know this now, I was letting all the grief have control of everything. I just didn't know how to be okay. And, you know, it's it's the second death I've experienced while sober. But it's the first one sober that this person even when I didn't realize it, it meant so much to me. We had such an intimate relationship because there was like hours and hours and hours of conversations and like little arguments and just, you know, there's like moments where I reached goals and I wanted to tell him and I couldn't because he's, you know, he passed away and it just made me really sad. And I'm, you know... It's been some time, but I'm still pretty sad about it, and I'm just trying my best to move on. Um, You know, I I had a therapist appointment, and I actually had it a couple hours ago, 
and she reminded me, you know, I can't let that grief control everything. I'm supposed to feel it, but have some distraction plan that and coping skills set up so I can always be reminded of those. But whenever I was in this, I wasn't, um, I couldn't remember or even just think about what I could do in healthy ways. All I could do is just eat and sleep. And I got some zeros on some assignments, which I'm not happy about, but I'm trying to give myself some grace because it was a pretty traumatic time, an emotional time. (sighs) But anyways, there's my life update, because I always seem to do that anyways. It's my podcast. I can do what I want. (laughs) Today, I'm feeling okay. I'm kind of feeling at peace which I haven't felt yet. So there's, there's some hope. And um, today I have 18 months sober, which I didn't think these past couple of weeks I would make it to. So it, it feels like a bigger accomplishment than it normally would getting a chip, which is interesting because usually right around the time... I'm about to get a chip, all hell seems to break loose in my life. And it really just challenges me. And it's like, it's almost like a test. It's crazy. And um, I always seem to pull through. And I'm, I'm really proud of myself. And it's just like today, I have so much that I want to live for. I have so many opportunities. Um, before my sobriety before recovery of any kind when I was in my active addiction um, I was constantly depressed I wanted to die I I wanted to hurt myself I wanted nothing to do with the life that I had I felt like I had barely anything to live for with a few exceptions of like family members and shit but it wasn't for myself I, I stayed alive for other people And, um, you know, at some point, it almost didn't seem like enough. It doesn't mean I didn't adore these people. That It doesn't mean I wanted to hurt them. I just, I hated everything about my life. I felt stuck. I was miserable. I was so unhappy. I felt hopeless. I just felt like everything was just going to keep getting worse. I didn't know that there was this amazing life ahead of me if I just surrendered. And I'm so glad I surrendered. Um, It took some time. I keep saying, um, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to do that. I'm trying to just, like, pause. (laughs) Anyways, I'm so glad I surrendered. And, you know, admitted I have a problem and working the steps. And I really found so many people that I could finally be honest with. And... I'm sure I could have been honest with some of my family, but I don't feel like a lot of them would understand unless they were in the program. Because if you're not an addict, you, you're you not going to be able to fully understand the experiences that another addict has gone through. So just having that support system on a different level, it really helps. And I've gained some amazing friends from it that 
I still have today that are like the most stable friendships that I've had ever. Um, I'm saying um again. I'm just, fuck it. I'm just not going to try this episode. <laughs> but I'm so glad I surrendered because if I didn't, I'd probably be dead or in an institution right now. I'm still not very happy that I gained a lot of weight, but I couldn't stop eating. And like sugar is just everything, especially in early sobriety. And you know, sometimes if I need a sonic slush so I don't drink, so be it. It's still a success because I didn't drink. It's not perfect, it's not the best solution, but it's a solution and it's progress and better than before. And sonic slushes aren't gonna ruin my life. What else? Um, I hope you guys are doing good. I'm sure everyone's been through tough times. I found myself in a meeting. There was one night where someone picked me up from my parents' house, and she brought me to my home group. And I thought I was going to, like, cry during my share and everything, but in reality, I was just so grateful. Like, I got to take a shower at my parents' house because they had water and I didn't at my apartment. And I was grateful to be in a meeting and hear the shares and see my people. And it just, just even being able to realize all those small things, even though I was so emotionally drained, I cried like five times that day. That's the same day I called the crisis line. Um... It just made me feel so much better. And I stayed for a later meeting and I saw more of my friends and I got to hear about how they were doing and what they were going through. And it just, it changes everything, really. I just, I love the fellowship. I'm so grateful for it. I know that some people can do this without a fellowship, without working the steps. And, you know, some people I know, they have, like, years of sobriety, and they're going strong. And I just, I don't know how they do it. I don't think I could do it. I, I applaud them for sure. It's whatever they're doing is working for them, and I love it. I just love that they're sober and clean and doing well. But I don't know where I'd be without the program. I'm trying not to say which program because we don't want to represent it, but you know how that goes. It's in the traditions. Um, I don't know. Lately, I've really discovered like who's truly there for me and who truly cares and I needed that. I really needed that. So, um, yeah, thank you for everyone who's been there. I know this isn't, like, the happiest episode that I've recorded, but it's life, and I feel hopeful, so... Yeah. Things are gonna get better. The pain will still be there for a little bit, but I'll get through it. And that's really all I have for now.
if you guys want to hear about any like actual subjects, please let me know because sometimes I feel like I just go in here to vent, which it's therapeutic for me, so I'm going to keep doing it. But if there's something you actually want me to talk about, please let me know. Just get in contact with me somehow because the fact that you're listening to this, you know how to contact me, so no excuses. Anyways, I love you all. Um, so just a moment of silence for those who are in and out of the room still suffering. And the serenity prayer. So God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Okay, well, and so next time, take care of yourselves. Bye, guys.